Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to another episode of Stories Around Azeroth. As always, I am Pete, Titans Creek Nethercoat, joined by the most benevolent person. Not a gnome, not a mecha gnome, just a benevolent individual. One Mr. Frasley-tastic. How are you doing, sir? I am doing great, and thank you. I'm uh, benevolent. I uh, don't know what that means. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not very violent. I mean, I've been... I don't know if I've ever been evolent, so... Benevolent is kind of... Um, you're, you're a nice chap. You're good to Aww. all. Thank you. Be the, be the best way I could say that. Yes, welcome back once again to another Stories Around Azeroth, where we talk about what we've done and uh, some news, and just generally uh, a topic that we like to think about from time to time. It's something big, really, like, boggles our brain that we like to talk about. As always, we are live streaming over on twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions on a Sunday, as usual, is generally our best time. Otherwise, you can catch the podcast, if you're doing so, thank you very much, uh, on a Wednesday and everything else. But yes, Mr. Frasley, how has your week been, sir? Well, it has been awesome. So I, I leveled my Mechanome this week, and my, 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 my Mechanome is now at level 70. Uh, Frasley's Heart of Azeroth is 71. I got my first rank 4 Essence on Fraz. Got the Heart of Azeroth toy for reaching level 70. So, as I said last time, I've got the, the Heart of Azeroth in my hands. I've got the Heart... I think you almost killed me last week for singing that. No, 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 no. You do you. Your camera, your camera trickery does not affect my overlays and my production values. So don't worry about that at all. You can keep being a magic individual with your camera overlays. Okay, cool. Uh, Jesus. But yeah, uh, you, you've been leveling your mechanome. How are you finding it? Because you're obviously catching up if you've not surpassed the genome project, yeah? Yeah, because uh, genome's now at 74. So I'm... I'm getting there, and like you know, we only do an hour, an hour a week, and and, and we've we've uh, missed a few. So, I I'm definitely enjoying the mage. I think they changed something with the mage. It feels really good. I I leveled a mage up, at the beginning of Legion, and it was good back then. But it really feels good now. I don't know what they changed. Fire is. I found fire is. You can be pretty up on top of like, the classes. So I generally level as fire when I'm leveling a mage, but then I'll be arcane when I get a bit of gear at endgame. Uh, or like 120, because it's just easier to just arcane blast things into the floor and just move on to the next next thing, you know? Yeah. So it's I, it's just one of those things. I guess at least I've, I've always loved the, the fantasy of the fire. It's like... <laughs> I mean, when, I, it, it, when, when it comes to... Like, what are you doing on Frasley? Like, in terms of eight point three content, I've been doing the uh, the, the 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 horrific visions. Uh, I've not been on there recently, but I've done that. I've done Islands of Capo. So Frasley's kind of um, he, he's slowly leveling up, but I'm kind of focusing on the alts a lot. So not doing a lot with Frasley other than quests here and there. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I mean, you do you do what you want to do essentially to keep yourself interested yeah. uh and i'm sure this is a topic that i think this is a to uh, topic that we're thinking about talking about down the line as well so yeah um but yeah no as, lo as long as you are enjoying playing the mechanome and leveling your ults and everything else like alt leveling and everything else is something that i need to do down the line itself oh i've on the wrong camera uh there we go uh is um something i'll be looking at doing down the line myself 
because I've got all the allied races that I want to level and everything else, and it's a little bit of it's it's a little bit of everything really when it comes to um alt leveling. Unfortunately, it's just one of those things that is you you sacrifice the time you have on your main to level alts essentially and gear them up it's why like i was specifically trying to make a tank to help other people do mythic plus this expansion uh but it's just like i've got the cloak to six i managed to get his gear level from like 380 to about 424 30 uh and it's just it <sighs> i feel like i'm sacrificing too much on the main which you know i've got more time now on the main because uh, of what we've done this week and i'll go into that in a minute but i don't know well, and it makes sense it makes sense for you. You're raiding. You're you're trying to, to, to mid max stuff. Whereas for me, I'm playing it, but I'm kind of doing what I what I want to do. I mean, I'm not I'm not in a a raid team. I've I've had offers to to, to go on on run, and if if time had been better, like like even this weekend, I had an offer on Friday to go on a raid run, and I just I didn't because I, I had a few things that I had to get done. That's fine. Would you have gone if you had the time? I think I would because it would have been fun to just to go in there. I just had some uh, projects. Being, oh, I yeah. got the creator is tough on that. I, I think that's also part of the problem. Um, I find like a lot of my time is just my, my personal time, like between work and coming home. And I'm like, do I want to set aside time to edit videos or do I just want to get into WoW? And then I end up getting into WoW because I get to the point where I could just do my dailies and be done with it and just move on to like I could do as long as I haven't got anything planned, like a raid or anything else that i find that i could just go in there and just just do the dailies and then i'll just vegetate in the game and just figure something out to do like i think yeah i think i was up late the other day because uh work accidents and everything else and um i just couldn't sleep so i just ended up just doing was, mythic hellfire <laughs> just I, on my I, own. I got a question on that yes what are you doing with trampoline poles I, 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 what do you do for work? I'm like, I'm, I, I'm I work in a cool. toy store. Oh, I, I never knew that. You never asked. Never, oh, that's a really cool job. I like that. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, I was putting a trampoline together. Yeah, someone was helping. Paul slipped out of there and beamed me in the face. It still hurts. I'm on pain medication and everything else for it at the moment, but, yeah. Yeah. It, it, is it a workers' comp or or, not, or workers' comp? It's retail, mate. We don't get anything like that. Oh, okay. Because like cause the best, the best I'll probably get is I'll get a day's worth of sick pay. For we had a an, an employee get hurt recently, and workers' comp helped them get get back on that. I mean, help help them get recovered. Yeah, but um, yeah. The the best I'll probably get is a day's worth of sick pay for you? missing a day of work. I think I've lost you more than anything else. Yeah, it's um, um, so yeah, it's it's been an interesting day or two, and I think I, I think Mr. Frasley has gone somewhere. Hello, I'm thinking I'm thinking about working at a toy store. It, it, it just it's in my mind. I'm like, oh, I think you I think you'd enjoy yourself too much if you worked in a toy store. I would be like, uh, what's what's that movie? Is it big where they're on the bouncy balls and they're going through and like the uh, the worker is like no stop um, that. unfortunately I don't know old Tom Hanks movies I'll be honest with you it's uh, okay this is not something that I've a chat saying yes so it's all good okay because I love that scene like there's bouncing 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 
Oh, Mr. Frasley. Um, I've had what could be construed as a very busy week this week. Um, I mean, I've mentioned it in Frasley's Discord itself, which I normally do. I normally talk about a lot of my WoW exploits there and that. But this week, we killed Heroic Nazoth. Nice. Turns... You go. Uh, that's a, and that's ahead of the curve. You that's ahead of the, the curve. Link? Yep. All got the void. Nice. Link. So, yeah, uh, we got ahead of the curve. Turns out it was realm first across our entire cluster. So, even though there are people on there who have it, who have obviously just pugged or something for it, like in terms of wow progress, saying it's a realm first, it's a realm first guild achievement and everything else. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think, yeah. It's, it's decent. It's, it's interesting because Realm First haven't been something I've chased for a long time since we're doing Mythic. And the Mythic are the ones that really count because now people are just going to start... Now that Gears being a thing, people are going to start going into um, like Mythic and doing Mythic Rathian because there's no trash there. And then they open up all the paths to trash and they'll start farming Mythic trash. So that's a big thing. So we actually, we actually were going into this reset thinking that we would be doing uh, 11 out of 12 on night one and doing heroicness off on night two and just spending all of our time. And we ended up just four-shotting it on, on, the, on the first day. So we cleared all of 12 out of 12 heroic in one evening. It's bizarre. It's, a, it's an interesting fight. There's not really a lot to it, you know? And yeah, if you compare it to... I'd have to dig up. I'd have to dig up an old video of mine uh, in the background. Um, if you compare it to, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn around and say, if you compare it to, say, like Garrosh back in Mists, then uh, it's most definitely a different beast altogether. Because that felt like, ooh, I'm doing background stuff <laughs> um it's the, it's really hard to say because Nazoth just feels like you're going through the motions like it's it's a very play by numbers affair do this do that and if you do the right thing uh at the right time then you are then you're good essentially like you you're completing what you need to complete and everything else and there's no real problem like you as you can see like we do the thing we do the phase two right we get to a dps phase the second dps phase again and it's yeah. uh it's it's one of those things i'm gonna see if i can get because back in mr mr Miss pandaria is a very special one to me because uh when it came down to it it was it was a fight that i was raid leading as well as healing, because I was still heal uh, playing a healing priest at this point, and uh, everything else, and it was really interesting to me. And uh, so I was editing videos for the mythic stuff as well. There's there is me on my priest and everything else. It's um, nice. Like my UI, nothing to scoff at. But you know, I really enjoyed the mythic raiding when it came to, especially the Pandaria stuff. I thought the Pandaria raiding was pretty spot on. For what it was, there were problems and everything else, but for what it was, 
yeah, it was enjoyable and everything else. But you also had your obviously you had your mythic specific phase, which you're doing as off as well. But it just it didn't feel as impactful as going to corrupted stormwind and um let me see if i can just jump ahead to corrupted stormwind so it, it's it's very different than like just going to a whole different part of the map as part of a raid encounter and doing something else you know yeah and did when you went when you walked into that for the first time did you know that that was coming um the problem the problem is when you raid lead a fight and you go into it there's so much preparation that you have to do like you have to see what you're doing you have to be you have to know what's going in when you're not obviously um when you're not on bleeding edge content and you're ahead of the curve like so much ahead of the curve than everybody else you know there, there's a big difference to leading a fight that you've seen other people do and you're using a strategy that other people have done to actually making the strategy on the fly yourself now there's a part of that that you have to make up to find out what works best for you as a raid group and everything else like certain positioning or doing cooldowns and you're not gonna have you're not gonna have the breadth of classes that are available to you that are available in a world first guild you know yeah so you ha you'd make do with what you do because like well, one of my closest friends that I've played with Warcraft since, like, Wrath of the Lich King is, like, she played a priest when I first met her. Now she plays uh, a druid bear tank. And she always she always comments how druid bear tanks are so bad compared to a lot of the other tanks. But she makes it work, you know? She plays pretty damn fucking well. And better than a lot of, like, normal people that you'd find just playing, like, demon hunters, monks, and blood DKs, you know? Yeah. So... It, there's a big part about finding what works for the raid itself and working as part of, oh i love that just kiting an iron star into garage is is so is so satisfying you know and you don't see a lot of it here but if you looked out to the sea you saw like all the horde battleships just moored off off, off the edge of stormwind harbor and you know there's thrall it, impaled on a wall chat is saying anduin dead on a pike was epic it's it's, there's so much stuff like it's felt more impactful than what we have now and, and that's that's the really dumb thing you know now none of this is i, mean, I just got to ask none of it's nostalgia goggles clouding your well, i want to say that a part of it is nostalgia goggles because it was the first real time i stepped up to be a raid leader so and then there's this point that I was leading bleeding edge content and took a guild that we moved to from from wiping on four uh, the 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 four dogs in um, Mogashan Vaults and we wiped on there all night on night one and then we ended up taking the the first fight on because uh, it wasn't mythic it was heroic at that point yeah uh, but it was still different mechanics than normal so the first fight I actually raid led was Garalon and uh we killed that on heroic and we took the realm first for that and since then we just took a bevy of world for uh not world realm firsts on that on, from there on through all of mists it's don't, like ever since warlords the raiding has been top notch and everything else but a, a large part of it is unfortunately a large part of the 
I don't know the direction, and I feel like the story, like the story's in a decent place, and we've talked about this a lot over the last couple of episodes. But I feel like the story direction that they've had to go through, and everything else is, it's just a, it's just really weird because I feel it's impacted on their raid. What would you have thought, Frasley, if um, they turned round and they said that? At the, if they turn around and said, at BFA, the final boss will be Nazoth. None of this is going to be open faction warfare. If they just turned around and gave you the opening cinematic of Lordaeron and being under assault, and then turning around and going, the final boss of the expansion is Nazoth. Would you have looked at yeah. it differently? I mean, I, from the beginning, have, have seen BFA being Nazoth, so I guess I'm not. I was not surprised when we got... The announcement of 8.3 being void and being shadow. So I, I guess it's I've seen the 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 decoy from the from the, the very beginning. And, and okay, but if they turn around his head, because it, it's the same with Legion. Yeah, no one knew we were going to go to Argus and fight you know, Argus itself, we fight a Titan and we see Sargeras. Nobody knew about that, but if they told you that at the beginning and said the fight, very end boss of Legion, we were going to be going to Argus and we were going to be fighting, kill Jaden over the span of it, you know, you wouldn't have fought it as much, you know? Like, no. there's a big difference. They've got, and I think a large part of that has turned around and been when they turned around and said in Warlords of Draenor that Grom Hellscream was going to be the final boss of the expansion. And he obviously wasn't because they made drastic changes to the way they did the story. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think if they went in, because a big meme of it has been, there's no old gods over this entire expansion, because that's what they turned around and said, because they obviously, if this was the entire crux of where the story was going to go, they didn't want to let that slip, and they wanted it to be a big thing. And I believe a large part of this, which we'll come on to later, because the topic we're going to talk about is the the Warcraft radio interview with uh, Ian Hazakostas later. We'll go over some cliff notes with of that later on. But it's i don't know i think there needs to be a start and an end that makes sense like yes i could i could completely get behind if they wanted if they had the story go up to where it went at the end of 8.2 you know and we we did this the the siege story of orgrimmar and pushed sylvanas away and then 8.3 was us tracking her down and us chasing her up ice crown to which it ends on that cinematic that we saw at BlizzCon, you know, where she beats yeah. Bolvar, and then we fight her while Bolvar's there, and then we push her away. That would have made more sense over the grand scheme of things because it tells Sylvanas' story up to that point. We know yeah, Nazo- and- we we know Nazoff is still three, and then you can have the expansion where Nazoff is like takes over the planet or does whatever. And then you can have the fact that because we've chased Sylvanas away, then you have the Sylvanas story arc. I think what I, what, what what you're describing because Legion was about the Burning Legion, and it, it in, even though Argus was the prize, it fit into the the whole Legion. Where BFA, there's a lot of story arcs like you're like talking about. There's the yeah Sylvanas. There's Anduin trying to learn. I mean. We have a lot of competing story arcs going at it. The, pro- the problem what- is, is that we've had this. Like, I'm going to grab just the Anduin one. Is like the Anduin story has been going heavily since Mists. 
You know, that's all about him stepping in out of that shadow, taking the leadership. That's a big part of it in Legion. And then BFA has been that growing part as you are, but it's it's still continuing. Like there was, yeah. there's the quest where um, you go and deal with the champion one in Stormwind. And there's where Tyrande goes, she's not going to sign it. And that's another part of him being a leader that his story just continues to grow and everything else. But yeah, I get what you're saying. There's a lot of story arcs, but then it could be done better in the fact that the story arcs could just be condensed. Like we've mentioned how this is meant to be a trilogy of Sylvanas' story because we've done the Legion story where it's um, Miss into Warlords into Legion. And, yeah. you know, Sylvanas has been uh, like Legion into BFA into Shadowlands. And we'll pr that will probably end Sylvanas' story arc in Shadowlands. I hope she's not a throwaway Gul'dan boss in, like, the second patch or the second raid. Like, I hope she's actually, like, a threat. Yeah. I I can see her being it because of what we saw in the, the, the cinematic. The fact that she mowed down all those people and mowed down the current Lich King. I can see she has a power. So she's not just some orc that... That throws and come in and whack around with the stick. Yeah, uh, there's a part of me as well that feels like they're just trying to retell Garrosh with a fan favorite character, like the the change of a, a faction leader, and they've wanted to do it since Mists, and they've wanted to do it properly because you know Garrosh was loved in smaller circles when he was introduced in TBC and in Wrath, where he actually. Like, they actually followed on the fan favoritism of that character and put him in that war chief position. But then they badly writ his character in Cataclysm to be several different pieces. And then, you know, and then it was all changed in Mists again to be the direction of the character they wanted to do for the story they wanted to tell. Which was interesting, don't get me wrong. But it just feels like because they haven't done that with Sylvanas, although they have, kind of, technically if you look at how they've added some small story parts of her like apparently a lot of her background with the jailer goes back to the point of when she threw herself off ice crown after wrath so there's so there's more that she's done that we don't know well it's not so much that but you know the short story they released uh on the blizzard website only where she threw herself off ice cram because arthas was defeated she felt there was no reason to live and then she was approached by the valkyr yeah that is apparently part of the jailer's doing and they're saying that the jailer's hand is stretched all the way back with sylvanas all the way back until then i can see that because w the, the way they were describing where the jailer is it's it's it's, it's a power power and a force that's been there for a long time so i don't see this as being a new force in the shadowlands that it, it it's one that oh no absolutely yeah but it's just like well, the only thing I'm saying is that they, they're trying to input this relative change of character to make it fit the story ideals of where they want to go in the future. Okay, and we did see a change of story leads. I mean, we saw Medicine and that now it's and now it's Christy. So I could I could see maybe Kristen and uh, and Christy we're seeing them trying different different things and try, trying to, to, to move the story where they want yeah absolutely i mean don't get me wrong like there are parts of me that like the story and the small condensed it's annoying because the stuff that exists outside of the game 
works very well because it's a condensed part of what's going on inside the game outside of the game and they're able to tell a cohesive story because it's a fixed point whereas when they try to tell the story inside the game which is what they tried to do like this is another reason why bfa has been so weird is uh, we'll use Saurfang as an example because the the Saurfang story has worked between outside of the game on youtube there's been short stories on the website and then there was the ending of the cutscenes that they put into the game in like 2.5 yeah and they've tried to do it and they've they've gone with the final route of putting those cutscenes in the game so that people don't have to look externally for this lore and everything else and it worked to a point because there are a lot of people who enjoyed that more being able to see it and there was a big wow factor over it. I remember everybody was like, wow, there's these big cinematics that are hidden in the game. And, you know, they're, they're in there. We know that there's going to be, like, these cinematics to watch and everything else. So it was really enjoyable for a lot of people. But I remember that there was a massive point of contention in the fact that people still know that there were law coming. And we do. There was a book that was announced pretty much recently with a um a snippet i believe on blizzard watch had it and pretty much announced a book that was done by another writer and i can't remember for the life of me what it's called he says as he switches over to his things again i know i've already pre-ordered it (laughs) it's meant to be the tie-in isn't it like um yeah it's it's like shadow's edge or something like that or something daft shadows rising shadows rising thank you very much but it's it's do you know how hard it is to google shadows rising how many different books are titled shadows rising it's oh yeah it's so there's so many out there so just trying to find the amazon link before everybody else got it it's very difficult let me tell you that much it was very difficult but um yeah i mean there's, there's that i mean outside outside of uh outside of that like a lot of my time this week has been just directed to just doing mythic plus um now that we're done in raiding like as i've told you like a lot of my focus has been between uh like i consider once raiding's done the big content that need that i'm going to be focusing on is getting to get the five mask horrific vision installment in orgrimmar and then to get the mythic plus all at 15 and above and so I've been doing a lot of Mythic Plus with the guild um, this week. It's been fun. It's mentally draining and my hand hurts. <laughs> because it's a lot of attention. Because you're talking about, like, it's half hour at a time. But the setup and the conversation about where to go. You know, you look at about an hour that you got to put aside per dungeon. Which is a lot. Yeah. If, if you look at normal and heroics, being able to roast them in like 10 to 5 to 15 minutes. It's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot of stuff to do. But we got... At least I got my first 15 in time. We did freehold today. Nice. Other than that, we've just been chatting about um, Raider IO and having a big laugh about that and classes and just various schmuck stuff and everything else. But it's been an interesting week because it's... Uh, so it's boss week, which means that uh, they've got all the health and damage buffs on the boss to make them larger than normal. And then there's uh, bolstering, explosive, 
which is just i hate bolstering at the best of times i think bolstering is a really trash effects it's and uh, it's even worse when it's fortified weak as well it's literal garbage but um yeah it's been a lot of fun and i finally got some decent corrupted pieces so i'm going up even more item levels so the horrifics in turn will be a, a little bit easier when it comes down to it like i managed to do two masks this week i think i could have pushed three but it's it's one of those things that um I don't know. I've got a rogue friend who was ta uh, tanking with me yesterday uh, when we did the other runs. And on his rogue main, who he raids with with us, he's done four masks on his rogue. And we, we, we've come to the conclusion that we, we just need higher levels of the cloak to just deal with the sanity loss. Because the last mask is like half your sanity which i mentioned a couple of weeks back and like one of the masks you have to equip is your sanity loss is you know 400 percent greater from uh other or everything in there so you're looking at half your stamina and then everything else it's it's literally a joke but there are people with the guild who have only literally just done their first clear this week i i can see that i mean like just out of not wanting to or just um, I don't think it was a matter of not wanting to. I think they all want to, but it's just a matter of, like, demon hunters and rogues, when they come down to that sort of thing, are just literally overpowered when it comes down to it. It's it's just a little bit dumb, to be honest. Uh, they can just deal with so much more better than other, other classes can. I mean, like, ro ro rogues have to be stealthy and demon hunters are, are going after demons so of course that would well, be i mean yes i get that but it, it's it's more for it's more for what the people's classes can do and everything else that yeah uh allows them to do anything like i have as a demon hunter i have a lot of tools so i can move quickly i can break snares i do a lot of aoe and i, I can just move around really quickly to deal with a lot of stuff if you look at your warrior as an example i'm frasley you can dash to targets. You can get from point A to point B quickly, yeah? You've got a lot of cleave yeah. at your potential, but outside of a charge and a leap, not a lot to do. You don't... Like, there's not really a lot of burst. I might be... I mean, there's Rampage if you can get your Rage up, but that requires a lot of decent Azerite pieces to really fulfill that to a certain point. Whereas I yeah. can just I-beam when it's off cooldown, and if it's not off cooldown, I can just jump and use Metamorphosis. You know? And I have, like, higher... I got rank three in every um, essence as well, so I have a lot of different options at my ex uh, thing. And you know, demon hunters are just rather tanky as well for some of the defensive cooldowns they have. Yeah, it's just a little bit crazy at times. That's all. So fights that are not built for all specs, but different specs have advantages. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think hunt the demon hunters and rogues are, are pretty much at the top of the list. And I think hunters are quite good as well because they can just keep going on the move. Because it's all about moving fast. Whereas, whereas Mage Tower is dealing with specific fights in specific ways. Some classes obviously have to handle certain things differently because of the movement stuff they have. Yeah, when it like, yeah go ahead. Like the uh, fights for the, for the artifact yeah. weapons. Yeah, so... Was suited. They were suited for their... But some classes were able to handle it better than others. Like a Demon Hunter tank can handle stuff a bit better than uh, a Death Knight. Like, uh, certain things could just handle the knockbacks and everything else better. And it's the same with this. Like, her, 
certain classes can handle the horrific visions better than other classes can. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but it's fun. I'm enjoying it. It's been a lot more Mythic Plus that I've been doing this week as well. Um, as I said. I I've, done, <sighs> I've done one Mythic with Kaplan BFA. But other than that, I've not done Mythic Plus. I think that's a different regular. mindset though, isn't it? Like where... I raid and I want to do a lot of, I want to make sure I'm at peak performance I do a lot of it, all these higher things to get the the gear to do it and I've done challenge modes for warlords and uh, mists to get specific things and everything else so I'm used to this sort of content whereas yeah. I, I don't want to say it's it's a step out of your comfort zone but it's not it's not something that you've done on the regular is it no, and it, it's one that I, I get a little bit of anxiety yeah. and like stress when I want to. Like, one one thing I don't do is I'm a, I'm afraid of not of letting the team down. When I was in uh, in Eternal Palace for the Queen of Kill, I was so nervous that I was going to let my team down. So I mean, outside of doing that sort of content more, what do you think could be in the game to help you? get over that hump uh i don't know if there's anything that the game can do for me because i mean the game teaches me my class in different quests i mean i could see i could see something like like the bot system and like and ooh, because a lot of a lot of what people have uh, uh, the biggest thing i've seen content creators and players alike ask for is a trial version of a horrific vision where you don't get any loot. It doesn't cost you yes. a key to enter, but a way to practice. Now, while that would be a little bit hard to implement and proving grounds are definitely a different thing entirely, would a trial version of stuff like that make you feel better if you had the chance to run with a group before you did anything? Well, uh, if we're talking visions, I think I think one where you could go in without getting any loot would be really cool because that 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 is, that is one one thing. But I was I kind of just had a thought that they have Deep Mind in StarCraft, and the AI has learned what if they could figure out the difficulty range of AI, and you could run raids and dungeons without any loot, but you could run it, and other players would be like the AI would act like. It wouldn't have the same effect as players, but if, if they can make it where you could run a raid, I get what you're saying. Learn. Like the the sort of AI that they've implemented in um, Islands, where they yeah. know to get out of stuff, and you know, even though it's not perfect, it's definitely better than what it was. But yeah, and if there was something like that, and I mean, if, if there's a way just to play a raid, be like, okay, here's how it is. I, I know there are fight videos. But yeah. I am not always the best at learning by reading. I learn a lot by experience, and that's that's been good and bad for me. That's that's one of my biggest trial by fire. I, people will give me suggestions, but until I try it and do it, and, and I don't want to take someone's time to learn it either. That I get what you're saying. Um, a lot of that, though, like I think a lot of my experiences, I mean, I don't really suffer a lot from anxiety when it comes to video games like i get a lot a bit of anxiety in real life stuff and everything else but uh, when it comes to video games i'm pretty open out there i'm pretty i'm pretty chatty as you're well aware i'll talk about anything that i've got a passion about but 
I've never, never noticed. No, no, no never noticed. Um, it, it's very difficult because I'd like to see more accessibility for every kind of player to get into content. Because I, I feel like, and I've noticed this with a couple of discords I'm in as well, that I look at, I look at the weekly stuff that I do and I try to get my 15 key done so I can get my highest level mythic loot. But then I see discords that are, are trying to get groups for like a plus two and a plus four and a plus six. And I'm like, you could push that a little bit greater. But then I don't consider about the fact that maybe they just want to play Mythic Plus with their friends and not push that envelope so much. And they just want to have a chilled out experience. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't. If, if you and I were on the same thing, I'd ask you if you wanted to come. But I wouldn't push you into doing something you weren't comfortable with. Yeah, and and I think some of it is I, I got to get more comfortable with it. I mean, it's the, the the game could definitely give me a thing, but it's it's am I interested in doing it? Do I want to get better at it? Because because <coughs> yeah, I don't know if I can get some of it's just me. I got to get I got to get better at. I mean, I was afraid to do podcasting and streaming before I started doing it. Now it's old hat for me. All right, not old hat, but it's. It's a muscle that I've built up. And maybe maybe rating I, I could build a muscle with it. I mean, it's 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 a valid point of what you're saying about podcasting that I was never like the biggest thing that I am ever worried about when it comes to doing something like that is I want the production value to be up to my standard at least and then I can iterate on that. Like Yeah. I see people that are very comfortable with just recording webcams and just chatting and everything else, but uh, I don't know. When it comes down to it, I prefer like the layout that we've got here. I think I spent, I can't remember, I probably spent about a couple of weeks pre-production with this before we actually get got, got going, didn't we? I can't remember. Yeah. It's so it's so long ago. It's over half, it's over half a year ago now. Nearly a whole yeah, year. Yeah, I, I was looking it up. We started this in May. Yeah. Nearly I, a year. Th- yeah, insane. And, um, and over the time, we've we've improved. I mean, no show is perfect. Every show, no, no, absolutely. Like we've we've had our down points where we felt like we haven't had stuff to talk about, and even the chat's called us out on it. It's just like, well, this isn't your standard level of chatting and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, shall we get onto our news topic of the week before we call it a day? That sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, if you're in the new, if you're in the know. Uh, Warcraft Radio had a a full interview, and it wasn't like a podcast interview or anything else. They were they were at I believe I presume I believe they were at uh, Anaheim, and they were at Blizzard yeah. HQ, and they did uh, a sit down interview with Ian Hascoasters. It felt so much like if you've watched the video or anything else, it's it's actually it actually felt so much better than just what what's the what's the best way to put it it actually felt so much better than just a simple q a one that they do because it, it actually felt like a personal kind of thing and everything yeah, else and, you know, because i think uh i think warcraft radio has done an amazing job with their production I, I i'll put this out there i'd be fine if they were to do more of these if they were just to be the ones to run Q&A. I, I know that people would think that would be gatekeeping it, but it, 
but it, it, if you have them fielding the questions, have them. I don't even think it needs to be Warcraft Radio. I think it would be nice to have a lot more of these kind of interviews with community folks. Like, obviously, they have to be talking to Blizzard PR and everything else. But if they have the kind of ability and the scope, like Blizzard Radio has a big scope, but like there's a lot of the other content creators, Bellular, Preach, uh, Final Boss, you know, and like more. There's so many big, your favorite WoW content creator that's in good stead with Blizzard and everything else. There's nothing to stop them reaching out and having this sort of conversation. I mean, obviously a lot of questions have to be vetted because they can't just like ask a billion Shadowland questions out of the box because Shadowlands isn't even in our greasy mitty paws yet. But and and maybe the the fact that Warcraft Radio's or a, a creator's been the one asking it, there's less feel that oh this is just what Blizzard wants you. I mean th- th- there is some of that, but it, it you're right it, it feels more like they're chatting with people. I mean maybe this is showing Blizzard's turning around and being more open with with creators. And and I I, I think it'd be cool to have this continue. But what I, I was trying to say, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm not going to interrupt you. Keep going. So yeah, I, I, I think that uh, I, I think having somebody else be be the the moderator of it makes it feel less like Blizzard's controlling the narrative, because this one feels like they're chatting with the community. The the Talia Savitel Q and A, that felt cool because you had somebody from the community there. And I think going forward with some of these Q&A videos, if they could bring in out in an outside force, it makes it feel a little bit more like you can root for the everyday man. You, like I met Atlas at the at BlizzCon, and Atlas is somebody that like I feel like I could hang out with. And it and seeing them with Ian, you feel like Blizzard's not staring down at you as Blizzard, but they're they're sitting. Yeah, down it's there. the point I was making is that it's got a very different feel to yeah. Like the standard Q and A's that they do, um, because instead of it just being Ian and Law talking at you and handpicking questions, obviously I presume these questions were vetted. A lot of it was about the race to world first, which we won't get into. Like we've already we had a we had the conversation about the race to world first already, and you know we've done that. It's a it's up on Wowhead. It's one of the main things. You can go to WarcraftRadio.com, see it there. You can go to the YouTube channel, and um, everything else but there's a lot of stuff here that they've taken away they mention about there's more eyes on the world first than ever before i think the biggest thing to take away from this is that they've specifically mentioned that they're not looking at doing a global patch release which is the biggest downheartening point to me um again we we mentioned i think we mentioned this last week is where a global patch means everybody gets to do stuff at the same time. When it comes to Race to World First, the biggest thing that you've got to ask is how do you want to do it? Is it at one set point where it globally releases or do you do Asia 8 hours ahead and just have the same problem but on a smaller scale? Yeah. I, I'm i not the one that, that's behind the, the, the tech of it. I mean, there has to be a reason why because Classic, they can, re- they can release it, but then they can Classic... Blackwing Lair was released in 42 minutes. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you got to remember that people have been practicing that version of Warcraft for 15 years, you know? Yeah. And it's not like people weren't prepared for what they could do. Players are a lot better than what they were 15 years ago. Hell, there are 
you know, there's boss mods and there's UI fixtures, which weren't a thing 15 years ago when it comes to Blackwing Lair. So, yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me that Blackwing Lair was down in 42 minutes and everything else. I fully, there are a great wealth of good players out there. And during the during the interview, they're talking about the, like what would. what, what Is that my internet again? Or is that him? No. Hello. Hi. Yep, I, I'm here. And and one one, one, one thing that that Blizzard kind of was, was talking about is that they like the that it, that it's community run, but they don't know if they want to make it an esport because of the fact that that there's no rules and structure to 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 race, race for world first. Right. I mean, it makes sense. Overwatch League and stuff like that. You you have a set match, and you can go with it. You can control where it is. I find, going for I find that argument pretty flimsy, though, considering that at BlizzCon, they've done mythic races between guilds. Well, mythic races be, 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 between guilds, but this is the race for world first. I, whereas, if it was to be like the, the mythic raiding invitational, no one's caring in the MDIs who's the first one to clear the, the mythic dungeon for everything. Yeah, but all you, all you need to do as Blizzard, and this is how I see it, yeah? You have you you have an A set, and you have a place where the raiders are there. So uh, you have a set like they build. Take we'll, we'll look at the look at the WoW Classic um, race to world first. You remember that set that you had, yeah? yeah? Take away the streaming booths and everything else, and have that desk. Blizzard invites personalities from the the create from the content creators that they know that can perform the job well and as blizzard you invite you invite a couple of raiders that they can um reflect their particular raid they can wear their esports jerseys they can do everything else and uh from each other group they invite them there that then allows the blizzard cast to split between any of the streams like limit and method and everything else now yes it does give people the the standard like complexity limit or the method that kind of commentary type thing instead of what, what the biggest thing i saw people come away from after watching the limit raid is enjoying the comms there so i wonder could we have like the mri the mythic rating invitational because again i th i think race Trying to structure structure the, the race for the the world first, I think is is probably a losing battle officially. But there's no reason that they could. The they only could the only way I could physically see that happening on an even playing field is for Blizzard to turn around and make a tournament realm for it. But then everybody has preset gear and item levels. And it makes it a okay. fair thing across everything. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, go ahead. You were thinking, so, what if they do a uh, Mythic Raid Invitational? Yeah, and, and, you, and you brought up the point that the, the, the gear. And so if I'm understanding it right, with, with Mythic Dungeon Invitational, you're on tournament realms and you're given a preset amount of gear. You and your team just go in and try, and try to clear. Yeah. Okay, and, and that's where I could see if they were to do that with the raiding, it would, it would go well. One red flag I'm thinking though, Mythic plus dungeons are over like that. Mythic raids take a long time, so it, it, it could be audience drop off. I think maybe maybe some of this stuff is if if they were if we were not to focus on the 
the, the world first raid, I think raids could be in the question. But then it's, can they keep it engaging? Can they keep the personality going for that? So that... The, the biggest problem I have personally when I'm watching the race to world first is that if it's over on Method's channel, if Method are raiding, all I'm watching is Method. If Method aren't raiding, then I get to see everybody else. If Blizzard, there... if Blizzard hosts it and gets someone from each of the big world first that they want to come out, yeah, then they could get the opportunity to stream Method when they're doing a pool, stream Limit when they're doing a pool, do a duo pool if they're both going together and see who's going head-to-head at the time. The, the yeah. thing is, is that Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching or listening as Mr. Frasley changes his camera once again to try and be funny. Uh, he needs to get something behind that last corner over there when he changes his camera just to get it a wrap around. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We'll catch you next week. But before we leave, as always, Mr. Frasley, what do you always like to say? Mr. Frasley? Be awesome, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you later.